Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ross. How are you doing, boy? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm okay. Decent, you know. Just like a weird week with the Champions League fixture. You know, it's so mad. I was like, I wasn't watching it, to be honest. But then I was like, well, we went up 2-0. And then I'm just following it periodically. And I'm getting all these messages from my friends as each time Madrid scores. Haha, uh-huh. good one, Allison. Good, uh, you know. Oh, the match is fixed and Madrid are now 2-2. And then, whoa, what happened in Liverpool? Whoa, it's 3. Whoa, it's 4. Uh, it's 5. And there goes the fixture. Did you see the clip of... Um... Carragher's reactions as each goal went in. Yeah. I know, I the did. edited version, Zub- obviously, you know? Yeah. 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 Zub- Zuban sent it in our group, and Zuban doesn't even tag me. He just writes, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it feels like yesterday, like United was such shit, and uh, now the tables have turned. Yeah. How the turntables. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, so, I, I mean, I we will get back to Liverpool, but um, I do want to use this moment to, um, I don't know, R.I.P. Krishnatsu. Very sad R. news. R.I.P. Krishnatsu. It was a very unfortunate news. I mean, uh, everyone that has been suffering in Turkey, yeah, like... Yeah sends wishes well regards like i can't even imagine what people are going through out there but yeah i mean yeah, in turkey and syria yeah yeah it's it's pretty well man very grateful to be alive and it's moments like these that make you realize that fantasy doesn't mean shit <laughs> like doesn't most of life doesn't mean shit yeah. Yeah, with with this stuff right most of most of the things that we kind of like have in our kind of daily squabbles and everything yeah man. absolutely right yeah exactly exactly but um yeah may you rest in peace uh Massive player for Chelsea, Bournemouth, Everton, Newcastle, right? Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I don't want to stay on a, a sad note the entire time. I do want to move to an extremely happy note, though. Ross, congratulations. Mans is Thank you. off Thank the you. market, officially. Officially, yes, yes. Uh, I am. I got am engaged as of two weeks ago. Um, can I toot my own horn? Of course you can. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna toot my own horn. <laughs> How does it feel, man? Is is life different? Good. Is the Good. world a bit more colorful? It is. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. That's amazing. Is, yeah. So happy for you, man. Yeah. When you mentioned yeah. the news, I was just like, I, I was floored. Like, and then I asked you what her name was, and I'm like, oh, she's perfect for you. She, she's. You can spell the word rum in her name. I'm like, oh, this woman is like amazing already. Like. <laughs> I mean, appropriate because, like, you know, I drink so much. You know? <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I've got many congratulations. my bottle right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out of the thermos, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah no, many, thank you so much. Many congratulations, you. man. Um, you know, wel- welcome her to the the family of the boys. You know, yes. Um, yes. I'm sure she's gonna fit in quite well uh, i hope she's prepared yes. for the amount of uh sports that you <laughs> you take in on a daily basis yeah there's a, a there's a clip i'll send it to you afterwards there's this comedian i can't remember her name it's a uh, the comedian who is um uh john ralphio's sister in parks and rec yeah 
right? Yeah. So she has a little stand up and like basically she's going, oh, like, I don't know anything about sports, but she's kind of giving this little bit of like, but I believe this is sports is basically two groups of 11 people each who are best friends <laughs> and then they go out on the sports pitch and then they just have fun together, throw the ball around, kick the ball around. You know, I'll send you that clip, but that's basically <laughs> it was like, this is me and sports. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, man. Um, so Kyle is not with us um, this week. Uh, neither is Ryan. It's crazy. Like, we've not heard from Kyle in like weeks, bordering, bordering on like months. But Kyle is making waiver picks <laughs> on a regular yeah. basis. That, that, that's how we know he's okay. Yeah. Like, he's making picks. <laughs> exactly. To, in all honesty, uh, he could have automated that stuff. And that's happened. True. His, his team and his like, team management is all automated. Yeah, true, true. That that would not surprise me as well. But I mean, Kyle, yeah. if you're listening to the pod, we miss you. Come back, you know. Hope everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan is off celebrating everything carnival related. Probably still drunk somewhere on a beach. Well, that's understandable yes. as well, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, before we continue, I think what we should do now is a social plug. Do you wanna? You want me to automate it, or do you wanna read it out? You can automate it. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to plug this in right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B. On Discord in the DraftPL channel, Banta Boys, hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, school, podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. Okay, so if this is your first time listening to the Banta Boys podcast, welcome. We cover everything Fantrax related. So typically how we run these pods is we have two halves. In the first half, we run through our data dump, which is discussing the scoring categories and the default version of the game. And then we kind of catch up in our league, see how we've done, headaches that we have, moves that we're considering. Then we take our halftime pint. And then in our second half, we run through any questions that we get on our Twitter or Discord. Come join our Discord, guys. And then we round things off with our FA slash waiver picks. But as always, before we get into the meat of things, we do like to kind of have a little bit of a banter and a little bit of a light discussion. So there's a couple of things. I mean, we kind of highlighted the the Champions League woes. Um, you know, I, I was feeling shitty. Oh, we lost 1-0 to Dortmund. Then I saw your loss. I was like, damn, the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> like... I know. I mean, like, in all honesty, like, the only solace is it's not it's not exclusively Liverpool shit, right? Like Chelsea is equally shit yeah, right now, yeah, yeah. if not more, if not less. Yeah. But we're like, you know, we kind of have our moments here and yeah. there, right? And that's the only thing I'm like, okay, there's some level of like equal playing field, you know. Yeah. I don't have Danielle messaging me because he also knows me like, like I can't talk for shit. Yeah, my team is equally bad. But um, uh, I saw this post on like someone posted on like our Premier League or something, and he goes like, "Which team do you hate the most?" And then the Chelsea fan responds, "Chelsea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it's wild, like. Um, I think fans have definitely turned on Potter. I think they've lost their patience. I think our fans are just used to success, and they're not used to losing so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm okay with what's happening. I mean, obviously, it's not fun to lose. Like, I think we've only what won once in the last ten or something ridiculous. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we're in a rebuilding stage. New owner, new players, new manager, new everything. Like, you got to have patience, man. Like, I don't yeah. think Potter knows his best 11, right? But the thing is, like, on the Liverpool side of things, are fans really turning on Klopp? Like, no, right? I think what they've kind of acknowledged is that there are maybe things that Klopp could be a bit more accountable for. Mm. But for the most part, it's like if there's anyone that can turn around at the moment, it is, you know, it is Klopp from where we were eight years ago, from where we were like three years ago in the se- in the season. Like that was right. Like the right, that was right during COVID, right? Like yeah. we were like start off so well, dip so hard. We were like eighth or 10th or at one point and like still somehow qualified for Champions League after that, right? So considering all those things, I think, there's less like, oh, I want Klopp out. There will be people who will still say like, oh, we want Klopp out or whatever. Like, I feel like, you know, you'll have all of those opinions regardless. Yeah. But I think for the most part, what we are definitely as a consensus can hold to is the idea that we need new players and we need reinforcements and we need like basically a war chest to kind of rebuild especially that midfield, maybe not so much the defense, but especially the midfield because we haven't really had, like, fresh blood in that midfield for a while. Like, we got Thiago as our last midfielder and, like, he's great and all, but he's, like, 32, right? Um, He's kind of injury prone. Uh, We've got this new kid that's kind of come out of the academy who's been playing, like, lights out. uh, Bacetich. Bacetich, yeah, right? He's playing lights out and but, like, he's from the academy. We haven't had actual signings right and it's always been like our targets are not available we don't know what our targets are and i feel like that's just a cover for hey we've made our money and like we're just kind of doing our thing from the owners right we've made our money we're kind of doing our own thing just do the best that you can right and then this is the best this is what happens right that midfield is just horrible horrendous right and it makes like the defense looks even worse because for like four or five years the system that we've played is there's so much energy in that midfield that the defense kind of just like works well together Mm -hmm. because of how much the that midfield presses and none of that's there right you've got such old legs and hendo fabinho milner tiago and uh, tiago on his day is like fantastic but Mm -hmm. again tiago is still old legs in my opinion so yeah. We'll see where it goes. We'll see how the summer goes. Apparently, all the reports are saying that, like, we're going to spend and we're going to spend and, like, the owners know this and everything. But, like, like you know, like, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think for both our clubs, it's just give it time, right? I think you guys I will bounce so. back a lot quicker than we will. I want to say maybe give it two to three years until we're able to, like, let's say properly challenge for titles and stuff like that. But... I mean, your your attack is disgustingly stacked, right? It's really yeah. just a midfield issue at this point. I, I think, think so. I think so. Yeah. Maybe a bit more in terms of, like, senior players in defense with yeah. Van Dyke and Allison. Like, they are kind of... Allison's still fairly young. Like, I think he just turned 30 this year. Yeah. So, that's still fairly young for a goalkeeper. But Van Dyke turned 30. Some of his legs are showing, especially after coming back from hamstring injury, right? Yeah. Or not hamstring, but... Uh, it ligament like, injury oh, okay, okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which you, which you kind yeah. of expect right so yeah. yeah yeah and he did like last season he was fantastic yeah right yeah. right so yeah. we'll see kind of how it goes i think for chelsea what what would need to happen and this is just what i see is that you need a manager like potter to stabilize the ship and to kind of get a kind of a system kind of going but i don't think 
Potter's the one that will take you to uh winning lens. Well, we don't know. He's he's unproven. I he is unproven, right? right? And that's that's why. And like I could be proved wrong, right? But I feel like if for example, if I take a look at Newcastle, Eddie Howe is a great manager and a great mm. person to kind of like, you know, stabilize that team and bring it in. Yeah. And he'll try to get some success, initial success with that team, with like a cup competition coming up, possibly finishing in finishing in the top four, all of these things. And then like, you know, you take your you there's only so many lengths that you take them and then you bring in someone that kind of take you to that next step, right? Yeah. So um yeah. that's what it was, for example, for us at with Brendan Rogers, right? Mm. He tried his best. He stabilized it. I feel like we took a lot of pieces because Brendan Rodgers instilled a lot of like high intensity football, mm-hmm. and then Klopp just like stabilized the defense, um, made it more high intensity and everything, and then it was a lot easier for him to pick it up from there, right? Yeah. So things like that, right? Yeah. So so we'll who, see how it goes. who knows? Maybe Potter will do the same thing, set up the team to a certain point, and then we get a Neville manager like Chelsea always does, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's just give it time, be patient, that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very painful end to the season, I feel. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Um, I think now... Actually, before we jump into any of that stuff... Uh, have uh, have you seen um all these uh blanks and doubles and everything that have been announced? I posted a graphic, and if you guys don't know who Ben Krellin is, go follow him. Um, I mean he's pretty much one of the champions from the FPL community, but I mean whatever work he does is also applicable to fan tracks. But he kind of um predicts projects how fixtures are gonna be laid out, etc. Right. So, for example, uh, I mean, we all already know we've got, like, a double-slash-blank game week this coming game week, right? Then it's a regular game week in 26, and then there's another double game week in 27, um, like Brentford, Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Southampton. And then mm-hmm. uh, 28 might be a giant possible blank, and that's all cup-dependent. Like, next week, um, there's a FA Cup being played out, so it depends on the results of that as well. Um, but we already have like a confirmed double in 29. Like it's one of the biggest doubles, et cetera, right? So in terms of like all this information, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to, I find, describe it unless you actually see the graphic yourself. Um, but uh, how are you approaching all of these things? Are you taking it one game week at a time, two game weeks at a time? Are you maybe looking at, you know, your opponents for these upcoming game weeks and then planning accordingly? Because like, for example, let's say, you know, 27 you're absolutely fucked already are you gonna just plan for 29 and start hoarding all these players because you can kind of look at maybe 25 26 as like one grouping right where Mm -hmm. you know your brentford and brighton players have one game in two game weeks but then if you assume that brentford and brighton have a fixture in game week 28 then they have five um games in three game weeks right uh going from uh 27 to 29 so like what's usually your approach when you see all these fixture is getting announced yeah double game i think at most i am maybe like at most it's maybe two game weeks ahead yeah but like usually it's just kind of one game week ahead and i'm like okay this is what i need to kind of notice this is what i need to kind of make picks because a lot of these also kind of depend like for example evan ferguson is a player at brighton who's Mm. playing decently but isn't necessarily nailed on, mm. right? Yeah. So I could plan to be like, okay, let's see if Evan Fer- if a player like Evan Ferguson is available, mm. right? But he can start one of two games, right? And those sort of things. So like, you also have to kind of be willing to like, you know, 
ride through through some of these things and to be like, okay, now he's got a double game week and now he might start both games, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, that's that's one piece of it. So usually, so for example, this game week, I'm pretty lucky with, I have like two, like in, in a couple of these, I have two Liverpool players and stuff like that. And I saw Weghorst was on the free agent list and I picked up Weghorst. Mm. United on our blank. People have likely kind of dropped some of these players. Yeah. I picked him up knowing that, like, you know what? This is good. I have Anthony. He rotated with Anthony today. This might be a possibility kind of going forward. That might be a good kind of uh, thing to do with that, right? Yeah. So, like, for example, this game week, one of our people in the Banter Bash, like, has basically Brentford and United players, right? Yeah. yeah. I think Tash, Tash has Brentford and United players yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Because I just lost to him knowing <laughs> this. Marcus Rashford and Bruno yeah. Fernandez show. Yeah. So, um, so I think things like that, right? Like, you know, now you're screwed. Like, it, it is a five-player game week anyway. Yeah. Like, game anyway. It's yeah. a league anyway. Yeah. So, but in our, like, a regular Banta Boys League, there's only so much you can plan for. Yeah. Because there also is a lot of rotation that happens. Yeah. Because of all these extra fixtures. Yeah. And, I mean, a couple other things that kind of jump in my head is, like, Sometimes double game week players don't always perform as well as you'd think just because they have the minutes. Yeah. Sometimes single game week players mm-hmm. like beast out, right? And on the same note about you saying, you know, you're grabbing Weghorst, like if you're in a league that, you know, you have playoffs ex- as well, for example, um, and maybe you think, you know, for sure, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, be able to make playoffs. Maybe don't stress about all these blanks, doubles, etc. But, you know, maybe stash the players that people are dropping, like the good players, because in the final three game weeks of the season, that might matter more than what's going on right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <coughs> yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, I mean, we, we're obviously going to, like, suggest picks and moves and stuff as things um, develop, unfold, because, you know, there's going to be injuries. Um, international break is happening uh, at the start of March or something like that as well. So there's a lot of factors that can affect the output of certain assets that you're eyeing up now, right? You might have hidden mm-hmm. gems or zero heroes that pop up um, later on down the road. Um, but yeah, we will try to help you navigate it as much as possible. And again, if you have any burning questions, you know, jump in our Discord. We're always happy to chat, give feedback, etc. Um, and uh, finally, I kind of want to maybe quickly touch on Javi Gracia at Leeds. New appointment. Yeah. Um, you think that's a good thing, bad thing? We'll see. We'll I haven't have, yeah. yeah, not much clue on what it will look like. Yeah. Right? So it is like, a, we'll see. Again, with new appointments, it's always a toss-up, right? Yeah. Uh, especially if you are relegation-bound or relegation kind of battled. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh, shall we jump into the data dump then? Go for it. Ay, 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 ay. Fantasy. With the Banta Boys. All right. So we're looking at Game Week 24. One of the regular Game Weeks where everyone just plays once. So the first thing we're going to touch on is key passes. So the highest number of key passes recorded in Game Week 24 was 9 by Bruno Fernandes. Then 7 key passes by Odegaard. Five key passes by Jack Grealish, Solly March, Kieran Trippier, and then four key passes by Trent, Ayu, KDB, Jensen, Fred, Sarabia, and Adama Traore. Thoughts, Russ? 
nice to see like Wolves players on there. Yeah, I mean um, they've got a I double think... game week this week as well, right? So yeah, right. So they're it's on a the good, up, good thing. as you like to say. <laughs> yeah, they're on the up. Um, it's four key passes for a player like KDB against Nottingham Forest. That's like kudos to Not Forest man. Like that's like properly shutting. Not shutting him down, but like, you know, like limiting what you're able to do as a player. Mm, right. Yeah. I didn't see the game, so I didn't know what the actual kind of contribution was because these are just kind of numbers. He could have been kind of doing second assists and things like that. But that's that is interesting to see because a KDB play, type player against bottom half or well, they're 10th now. Yeah. But <laughs> at the time, they're, <laughs> they're bottom gonna, half. They're going to pass Chelsea at this point, bro. <laughs> um, Grealish good to kind of no, good to kind of see in the sense that like you know it's a high value player mm. it's a player that people would have picked really early and has been getting consistent minutes Odegaard kind of showing his ability again like you know people were like well Odegaard's finished and washed up and whatever yeah and like you know uh I am not surprised with Bruno Fernandez like that like he just it's unreal machine I mean there's a lot of talk about uh, Weghorst dropping into the number 10 role Bruno Fernandes going out more on the right side and being able to put crosses and and you know create chances and stuff because I mean you look at one of the future categories Bruno Fernandes tops that one as well right accurate crosses mm-hmm. into the box but yeah Bruno is just uh, an absolute machine at this moment I think still is a first round pick right um yeah f- yeah, it's uh, maybe what 12 12 person league. Uh, what he'd go fourth, fifth at this point, right? Yeah, I but I think that's a player that went <clears throat> late, maybe first round. Yeah, and maybe late, first yeah. round, yeah, exactly, and late, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Matthias Jensen, kind of one of the unsung heroes. A lot of people saw Damsgaard coming in this season. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I was one of those people. I dropped You were, cards. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I followed you. <laughs> you were, like, fully in on Damsgaard, and I was like, I'm fully in on Damsgaard yeah. too now. I mean, that's one I'll admit I got wrong. But the thing is, how can Damsgaard be putting up numbers if he's not playing, right? So Exactly. Right? That, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. But right? yet, and sometimes yeah. you need a spark for players like Jensen who see competition and are like, well, I got to make sure I'm fit and I got to make sure I'm performing. So there's no reason for my manager to drop. Yeah. And uh, Thomas Frank was so like high on him as well. Like such good comments when he first came in, but now kid can't get a game at all. So I have no idea what's going on. Um, Fred up on this list. I don't know if... Um, Fred, uh, his value has just skyrocketed because, you know, Ericsson's not there. Um, Sabitzer, I mean, Sabitzer has an eye for goal and stuff like that. But, I mean, Fred is possibly a, an asset that we should be trying to stash as well. Um, he's been putting up the points. Yeah, if you've got the roster spots, then I think it's a stash. It's like, yeah. uh, oh, Fred's starting. Put him in my starting lineup, yeah. right? Because I think when Casemiro comes back, I think next game week, Mm. I think he'll be back. Well, not next game he's because he'll be. Is he suspended for the cup game? Uh, I'm not sure. I know Nick Pope is. I know Dubravka yeah, is cup tied, and Mister Carius is gonna come win <laughs> win the FA Cup, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> no, the Carlin exactly. Cup. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be so Redemption. sweet. Yeah, Liverpool player helping uh, Newcastle beat Manchester United. That'll be so sweet, man. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Story writes itself. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, but other than that, I think usual suspects over there, you know, like Trippier, um, T-Bebe. Uh, I mean, Jordan Ayu, I don't know, maybe that's because Zaha is not there. They need somebody to kind of create chances, etc. But Crystal Palace, just very disappointing this season at the moment. Yeah. Well, they had their moments at the start of the season, yeah, right? Like they they're, yeah. they're they're looking pretty good, defensive, good defensive football. You know, Vieira was kind of instilling some of those things, but they've definitely plateaued. And I think at this point, they're just trying to ride out the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, um, next category: uh, shots and how many on target. So the highest number of shots recorded was seven by KDB. He had one on target. Then six shots attempted by James Madison with one on target. Bukayo Saka with two of his six on target. Cunha, the Wolves forward, with zero of his six on target. Uh, Veghorst uh, with one of his six on target. Then five shots attempted by Enketia with zero on target. Rashford with three of his five on target. And then four shots attempted by Ferguson with two on target. Kalechi with one on target. McAllister with three of his four on target. Sterling with one of his four shots on target, and note that he only played 45 minutes, and even better, Jota, who's back and fit, attempted four shots, but zero on target. Thoughts, Russ? Yeah. I think, like, seeing the comparison on the shots and the key passes between KDB is a good thing to note, because I think Holland was pretty much nullified against Not Forest. Kind Ish. of, kind of. Like, the thing is, he should have, he could have easily scored a hat trick. Actually, I was like, st- yeah. I'm still finishing through like highlights, match of the day, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, Holland should have scored easily in that game. But I mean, it, it's funny yeah. that he's not even on this list, going even up to four mm-hmm. shots, right? Yeah, right. So he would have just had, like, usually, but like, so Holland doesn't need four shots yeah. to score four goals, yeah. right? Like, score one goal, right? He needs. Three shots to score, like, three goals. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the type yeah. of player he is. But I guess in that sense, you're right. He was kind of nullified, right? So, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. Um, the Shota and Sterling are kind of good things for those teams. Mm. Sterling just coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hit and miss with the team at the moment, right? Because he's been back for a couple of weeks. So, hopefully, he can kind of see more starting time. And same with Shota. But I feel like Liverpool's issue isn't that front three, right? So... He's still going up against a very stacked front three at the moment. And who does he kind of replace? Like, does he come in place of Gapko in place of Nunez, right? Like, after, in about three weeks, Liverpool will only have one competition left either. So, it'll just be like, you know, it might just be just like, if you have the spot to keep a player like Shota, keep a player like even Luis Diaz and stuff, like, you probably keep them. But then, like, how much playing time will they get considering that like if Gapko Nunez Salah does continue on to be a, the most like the best forward line? Yeah, so like I'm I'm curious, like what if a manager has a dilemma where he owns Jota, um, double game week here, right? But he has to maybe choose between let's say a striker of a single gaming team who you know will get like 90 minutes or maybe close to 90 minutes. So let's go with maybe Solanke or something like that. If if a manager had to pick between Solanke, um, who is playing Man City, <laughs> right, versus Jota with two games, I don't think Jota is going to get 180 minutes, right? Maybe he gets half an hour in one, maybe 45 to 60 in the other, something like that, right? Are you going to gamble on those Jota points versus Solanke? I think knowing the opponent, but like okay, like it doesn't have to be Dominic Solanke versus yeah. Man City. Yeah, 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 it could yeah, be yeah. Any any single striker, yeah. right? Yeah. From a 
but not from like one of your like your top picks, right? I would bank on Jota because a he has a fantastic eye for goal. Yeah. Um, because his ceiling off the bench is still decent mm-hmm. because that's something he's done and he's shown in the past. Mm-hmm. They can come off the bench and like make an instant impact. Yeah. Goals or assists, right? Yeah. We've we've seen that. We've seen that consistently, right? So I would. I would I might bank because I don't think Shota is gonna get a start in either game. Yeah. And maybe he gets about a collective six, 70, 80 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um but even in then, like, you know, that's still like his ceiling is still pretty high for that. And our opponents aren't necessarily like, you know, tough opponents, as you would kind of put it, considering our form in the Premier League, right? We're playing Crystal Palace, we're playing Wolves Leeds. Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wolves just thrashed us a few moments a few days ago but so revenge um, on the cards you know revenge on the cards right shota's former team as wolves there you, you know? go yeah the story writes itself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i heard jota looked good when he came off the bench as well mm-hmm. i mean considering the I four shots so. but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's with with a punt like that right so yeah. um and oh i yeah. completely forgot What's the up? other sixth Liverpool player Bobby, yeah, who also came back from injury, also looks pretty good. Also yeah. looked pretty good against, yeah, um, whoever, whoever, whoever we placed last time, Everton. Um, yeah. yeah. So okay, if 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 a manager had both Bobby and Jota had to pick one of the two, who would you recommend they start? Bobby. Really? Is okay, is this your heart? Because it looked like you were like <laughs> there was like a little a bit of love on your face. It was like, oh Bobby. It, like. Th- there is there is. Um mostly because I think he can also then slot in to the midfield a bit too. Mm-hmm. In that like like to kind of support that midfield press. Like a number ten um sort of thing. Like a number ten ish, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you play like a front four, whereas yeah. Jota would kind of come in in one of the like the front three spots okay interesting very interesting um other than that i think everyone is fairly straightforward it, i mean it's good to see Cunha over here sh- six shots attempted right um pretty good for any manager that's going into this double game week as well um he could get you some decent points so you'd, you'd be starting him for sure um but everyone else seems fairly straightforward like you mentioned ferguson is on this list as well right um McAllister in the number 10 role given lana's injury i think he's out for the season so you're going to be pretty happy mm-hmm. as a McAllister owner as well um so i think now we'll move on to the next category acro crosses into the box uh, highest number recorded four by bruno fernandez and matthias jensen and then three acro crosses by sarabia thoughts i think it's a fair like sarabia knowing do you know if Sarabia was on set pieces? I think he's taking corners, you know. <coughs> I think I heard yeah. that somewhere. I think that, yeah. Because then, like, the other two players are also ones that are frequently on set pieces, too. Yeah. So. I mean, it, Sarabia started like shit. He was, what, 0.5, negative 0.5, then 2.5. But yeah. then as soon as Ryan dropped him, 10.5, which we called. We're like, as soon as yeah. Ryan drops someone, they go into form. So I think what we they need to do form. is have, like, a, a Ryan reject segment and just suggest yeah. those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and just drop your whole team. Like, you're not going to win it, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then finally, we look at the random extra categories. Uh, any outliers and stuff like that. So tackles one highest number was five by Parod. Then four tackles won by Coutinho. It will be in Maitland-Niles. Dispossessions, a uh, higher uh, high five by Bowen and Solanke. Then four by Antonio, Buentia, and Somerville. 
uh, interceptions uh, four by a long list of players. Uh, Felipe, Diop, Face or Fass or Faiz, whatever you want to say. Uh, Lindelof, uh, Ben Mee, Romero, Suchek, and James Ward-Prowse. Uh, clearances, a high of 15 by Anderson from Crystal Palace. Then 11 by Stevens and 10 by Felipe and Worrell. Uh, successful dribbles, 7 by ASM, 5 by Foden. Aerials, 7 by Dawson and Suchek, 6 by Anderson and Dyer. And then block shots, uh, the highest number was 4 by Sutar. Uh, any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, some names are showing up like double. Yeah, I think well, ASM with the seven dribbles is is a kind of like you know Standard back ASM. to kind of old form. Yeah, yeah, like but he's been missing that for the last few weeks, yeah. right? Or even like the season overall, or before he got injured. Yeah, so it's good to kind of see that again. Just for people who own um, a lot of like you know defensive like points with Felipe and Anderson, right? Felipe. Four interception is four points. Ten clearances is two point five points. That's six and a half points right there. Yeah. So he's actually been like, re- ghosting know. really well for Nottingham Forest. Exactly. So, um, well, and then like you know, Anderson six aerials. That's six points. Fifteen clearances. That's three point seven five points. Right. That's ten points. That's almost ten points right there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So. So, uh, and they kept a clean sheet too, right? No, it was one all, right? I think this is Brentford. Against, oh, was it Brentford? Yeah, they, it they, they had two one all draws recently. I think one was Brentford and the other one was Brighton. Am I? So this one was versus Brentford, the... yeah. Okay, am I? Oh, wait, this is, yeah, okay, so this is Crystal Palace Anderson. Yeah. Not Fulham Anderson. I mean, he played for both clubs. Okay, so I'm thinking of the same player, right? I don't know why I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know why I'm confusing this up. Uh, Disregard. (laughs) Rewind. Um, Yeah. But, but, I mean, he's back, right? So, as a defensive asset, a defensive option, right? If you're lacking defenders, Mm -hmm. maybe keep an eye on him, right? Because he is one of the teams that has a double game week in 27. So, maybe you can stash early, right? I mean, his opponents aren't the best. It's Man City and Brighton. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's a defensive option, right? At least maybe stash for now. See how he does in the next couple of games, right? Versus Liverpool and versus Aston Villa. If he concedes goals but still puts up the ghosties, maybe it's worth a punt in a double game week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, Suchek looks like he's kind of coming back into form as well as an option. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. He was kind of more like attacking getting trying to win the ball up high and mm. things like that right that's what i kind of saw um there's still obviously still a bit of missing from their game overall but you can kind of see some level of like defensive stability yeah yeah and they, listen they're in a very terrible spot in the <laughs> epl table and they're going to be mm-hmm. fighting for their lives so maybe you want to kind of stash on assets that you know you're expecting need to put in good performances for the rest of the season sort of thing so I think more than that, sometimes what it comes down to in game week 36, 37, 38 is that you're looking for minutes. Yeah. And teams fighting for relegation yeah. are looking, are going to like try to field their best 11 consistently. Yeah. 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 And Suchek is good for a goal every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Other than that, I think fairly straightforward ish, I guess. Um, I think now what we can do. Yeah. is move into the next segment of the pod, which is our league updates. 
All right, Russ. So talk mm-hmm. to us. Uh, result, give me good regrets, roster concerns, and any picks that you made. Yeah, so I thought I'd lost this early on. Like, I think I went up against a manager who had like four players or two, three players kind of coming in last game, and I was up by a bit. And then I just happened to look at Fantrax today. I was missing Fantrax for the last couple of days. And I was like, oh, I'll open up Fantrax. And then realized I only lost by 2.5. And I am so disappointed because <laughs> um, I could have played players like Richarlison instead of William. Because, you know, William played one of the first game games in the game week. And Richarlison played one of the last game weeks where I couldn't really make any changes anyways. So I was like pretty bummed out about that. Um, some goods, you know, I'm so glad I picked up Badia Shaley. He's definitely been my best defender the last few weeks. Uh, McNeil, Bowen, and Tete without any goals or assists. But, like, I think McNeil had eight points, Bowen had nine points, and Tete had eight points as well. So, good numbers considering, like, these are all ghost points. Uh, David De Gea seems to have found some level of form. Like, yes, against, like, the first game, maybe not so much. But uh, against, like, Leicester, definitely, definitely kind of, like, made some, like, you know, e- like, some decent saves to kind of help win their team. Like, like Leicester could have scored two or three goals against United. Yeah. They should have scored two yep. or three goals United. Yep. And I feel like some of those points by Leicester players are inflated because of how well they were playing within the first 15, 20 minutes. But they were just wasteful. Mm. And United punished them. Yeah, for not being, for not taking their chances. Um, what do you have any roster concerns going into this whole blank slash double game week? Like, are you missing any spots because DDG doesn't play this game week, right? Are you gonna grab DDG a doesn't... goalkeeper or? I'm gonna see what's available because mm. there's people in our leagues that hold two or three goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> the the ones that don't um, even play as well as the ones that are available, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I picked up uh, Moreno. Um. To kind of like, like you know, he's available. I'm surprised he was free, even though, yes, they got bashed, I feel like. But there's a lot of good signs coming out of, uh, coming out of, like, Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Yeah. So, so I was surprised he was free. So I picked him up. I did not set wa- waivers. I was just like, I'll just take my turn. But <laughs> it seems like I have at least 10 players starting. Okay, that's pretty barring good. Barring the goalkeeper, right? And I have two or three players on my bench that are three players on my bench that also have minutes. Okay. So I feel like I can field a 11. Okay. And then some, and then I guess I just need to kind of handle for the goalkeeper piece. So then who are the assets from your team that aren't playing this game week? Maybe we can kind of discuss, you know, who you can drop maybe to get a goalkeeper if it's worth it. Well, in all honesty, it's uh, Joel Linton, Sven Botman, and David De Gea are the three players that aren't playing. Oh, you're team. blessed then. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a t- and you wouldn't want to drop either of those Newcastle assets either. No, probably not. Right? Yeah. I feel like Botman's gone. Yeah, Newcastle haven't kept clean sheets, but Botman's kind of put up decent points for a defender. Yeah. Uh, considering there's no clean sheet. Yeah. Uh, so the only realistic player I would drop is David De Gea. I mean, it's not a terrible it, idea to drop him. It, right? Yeah. It depends on who's available, right? So, yeah. like, maybe we, maybe we can do this right now, Sanji, and see what's <laughs> available and see what we can do. So, right now, what's available on our list is uh, Fabianski, Melier, Henderson's injured, Danny Ward, 
Rob, uh, Robert Sanchez is on a blank. Neto, Bazunu, Mendy is injured. Navas, Travers, and I think then it just starts with these random goalkeepers like Dubravka and all. I think so. Neto is a great shout. He's been on some really yeah. good form. Against City? I guess I mean, City he's going to make saves. Yeah, hopefully he's going to make saves. Hopefully they don't concede like six goals or something, bro. Yeah, but the thing is, is City away form isn't... I mean, okay, last four games away, Man City sits in 11th position, um, Ah. having scored five, conceded five. Uh, Bournemouth at home is in 11th position, scored five, conceded four. The thing is, City at home and City away are a bit different. And even Holland's a bit different, yeah. right? Um, what about uh, Nottingham Forest? Navas is playing... Uh, West Ham away. West Ham away, right? So West Ham at home, lost four games at 16th position. Um, they've conceded five and scored three. Uh, so West Ham, what? One, one, one draw, two losses. And then Nottingham Forest away is in 13th position, scored two, conceded six, same sort of form, one win, one draw, two losses. I feel like yeah. either way you're going to get save points from both keepers, but I feel like you're going to get more save points from Neto because of Man City. I agree. I agree. I think with Navas against West Ham, because I, like, I saw the game against Spurs for West Ham, mm. and like West Ham like looked... Like they weren't, they weren't really creating a lot of shots. So they terrible. Really creating a lot of shots. <laughs> they looked they, terrible. Yeah, they looked terrible, right? Yeah. Um, like barely, barely tested. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, not because Forster, right? That's yeah, who was Forster. Playing? Yeah, yeah, he's trash. Forster. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Maybe, maybe I think there's one good save mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. But that's about it. Okay. Well, I mean, food for thought, man. You know. Just, just say yeah. if it if it come, push like push comes to shove, like just keep an eye on which fixtures play when because if a player is blanking, you can drop them at any point during the game week, right? Just make sure you're able to grab them beforehand. That's all. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a that's a cheat code. Yeah, cheat code for sure. Um, so you mentioned you picked up Marino, so yeah, I think I think we're we're good with you then. Um, who are you playing mm-hmm. this game week? By the way, do you do you know how many minutes Alex. you're coming up against? I am coming up against 1,600 minutes or something. Ooh, he stashed, bro. 14, sorry, 16 players. Okay. 14 players. Uh, 16 players, 14, 40 minutes. Okay. Okay. And you've got how many minutes in your bank? 1080. But I can increase that. Yeah. With the goalie pick and then maybe moving a player out of into my kind of starting 11. So. Yeah. But again, we've mentioned minutes don't always mean points. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for my side of things, um, I played Ryan, or one of our boys on the pod. Um, he obviously lost. He nearly came close to having the lowest score in the league. Um, but I mean, what does it matter? Everyone stopped putting up the videos, so it doesn't matter anymore. And I'm so sad, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> game week good was really from my bench. Um, Eze, who's been benched so many games recently i don't know why and i feel like that's one of the reasons why crystal palace haven't been playing well but it was good to see that he's able to come off the bench he played 26 minutes got 16 points which included a goal um so in it's good to see that you know if you own as a you shouldn't be 
dropping him or anything because he can easily come back into the fold and still be one of the top Crystal Palace assets to own. Uh, yeah. It was good to see Kai come off the bench 25 minutes, also get 9.5 ghost points. Um, and I, I think Kai, this has to be one of the best seasons Kai has done in terms of Fantrax output. Like previously, he's usually just like a one to three ghost point player. But mm-hmm. we're yeah. seeing his potential now. Um, game week regrets, are none really. I mean, I got the win, wasn't too fussed or anything like that. Um, a bit, a bit of roster concern though, um, because I've got five defenders, five midfielders, but I've got six forwards. I feel like that's way too many forwards. Jeez. <laughs> um, yes and no, but like those forwards are like a dime a dozen, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, like two, two of them are injured, broken red flags, DCL and Jesus. So I've got like four forwards. Are you still keeping his uh DCL? Sorry. Why not? I mean, if I drop him, someone's going to grab him and stash him. I know that. Do you want TCL? <laughs> no one's going to trade for him. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. That's the thing. I yeah. think people pick him up if they see him starting. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I don't think it's an injury that is going to keep him out for the rest of the season, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a player that comes back in terms of, in time for playoffs and maybe does wonders. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, I I do have some like roster concerns, right? Uh, because I don't have a playing goalkeeper because I have David Raya. Um, but I've got a full out outfield. Um, but I'm gonna be missing Pinnock, Pascal Gross, Mitoma, which sucks. <laughs> which sucks a lot. Um, yeah. but I I mean I I I think I still have a decent chance for minutes as well. Um, because my opponent has. 20 uh 12 uh 1260 or whatever i've got 1260 as well but i'm obviously coming up against a liverpool fan who has a liverpool triple defense allison trent and robertson so i'm kind of already expecting the loss and the pain i'm not sure if it's with chopping and changing my team just to try and get the win um yeah, I, I mean, I made a couple of moves to kind of increase my minutes, right? Um, Like, I dropped Sutar, I dropped Ailing, and I brought in Mikolenko and Coleman. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of banking on the whole new manager bounce, Daesh having good defense, you know, that sort of stuff. But, I mean, their fixtures aren't easy either, right? It's coming up against Aston Villa, who are playing good attacking football, and Arsenal, who's chasing a title. So, it's not it's not going to be easy by any means. Um. But I, I mean, what can I do at this point, right? I don't, I don't know if it's worth dropping anyone just to get a playing goalkeeper just for the extra ninety minutes or whatever, right? Um, like yeah, I'm just pulling up your team right now. Like who is I was drop? just looking at. I could drop one like, person. I was, yeah, go ahead. I personally think TCL is droppable. Mm, debatable, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get you, but but go on, go on. I think mostly because. I think the value that you're going to get off the waiver wire, off the free agent list, mm. might be kind of better than the value that DCL has given this season mm-hmm. and possibly will give. I get the new manager, Browns, mm-hmm. but like Sean Dyche aren't a free-flowing scoring team, right? Agreed. Yep. It's more you go for their, uh, like their wingers, right? So, for example, at Burnley, we saw the likes of Goodmanson that were really kind of... Uh, like Goodmanson and Cornet that were really kind of like, you know, good assets, or you'd kind of go for the defenders, like yeah. the Tarkowski's, the Ben Mees, yeah. and I can't remember their fullbacks, but I know it was like Charlie Taylor and yeah. 
What's the other guy's name, man? Uh, Matt Loughton? Matt Loughton, yeah. I think. I think Matt Loughton kind of came in, right? But like yeah. that, those are the type of players that you are kind of going for, right? Yeah. So I think you might have kind of gotten a bit of balance with Mikulenko and Seamus Homer, knowing yeah. that, like, you know, there will be some level of possibly one clean sheet. Mm. If you're lucky, maybe get the second clean sheet. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, the players like Chris Wood at Burnley, 10 goals a season, 11 goals a season were fantastic. Yeah. Same with, um, was it, Ashley Barnes? Yeah. Right? But value was only there when they scored. Yeah. True. Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? But I'm not comparing DCL to Chris Wood. Yeah. I think there is definitely a quality difference in there For with, sure. like, DCL coming out a bit ahead. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're looking for minutes, maybe trying to, like, that would be one player to drop. You can't drop David Raya. Like, absolutely not. No. Right? Like, <laughs> not like, at all. Like, I, I, I think that's beyond question. Yeah. Christian Romero, maybe. Maybe. Like. But we're not. Sco- he's playing Chelsea and we're not really scoring tons of goals. So I, I'm counting that. I'm chalking that up to, like, defensive points or whatever. But he's also kind of yellow card happy. He is. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you could maybe go for a double gimmick player like uh, uh, Ducori, maybe over Romero mm-hmm. in this situation, right? You yeah. probably get more points. But you're right. But you're right. I think now this is maybe one of those scenarios where try your best knowing that you might have already lost coming into it, knowing yeah. that, you know, you're going up against Allison, yeah. Trent, and Robbo. Yeah. Personally speaking, they, like, you know, they just got thrashed 5-2. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. There could be a bit of a, like, a confidence loss, yeah. even though they've won two straight and kept two clean sheets in the Premier League. Yeah. It's not, you can't separate competitions like that, right? You yeah. take each game, like, as, like, a whole and as part of the whole season. Yeah. So, I think that might be a bit more impactful, even though they have double game weeks. So, yeah, you're right. I don't think there's anyone else, anyone else you can possibly drop. Um, so the only one that does maybe come close is DCL. Yeah. Would you drop Pedro Nato? Like I grabbed him because I'm hoping maybe he comes back into form. Because I'm scared. Like I drop him and then he like he's an important player. You, you Ryan in the playoffs. It. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You Ryan it basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need. What I need to do is trade with Ryan and then get him to drop the player and then I a bid on the players. Pick pick yeah, yeah. Pick him back up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That makes um, sense. Um. Has he? I'm just trying to look at his last few games because so, he hasn't played any minutes in the prem yet. No. 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 He scored so in the under twenty one a... game recently and that was it. Yeah. Has he made the bench for the Premier League? He was on the bench versus Southampton, um, but didn't come mm-hmm. on. So. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, right? Because yeah. I don't think I I don't think that's indicating that he's gonna start anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. As all of his quality considered, I think it's still indicating that there will be, maybe he'll get twenty five minutes in the next game and maybe a couple of few more sub appearances. But you're right, it's a tough one to kinda gauge, but you have to see what you're giving up versus what you're getting if you do end up dropping him. Right, and we know that it's tough on our waiver pool in our free agent list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just kind of gonna look if he was on the bench versus Bournemouth. Um, let me see, Bournemouth. I'm just pulling this up right now. Lineups. Uh, so he wasn't on the bench versus Bournemouth. So maybe accept my loss. Accept the 
um what is the sun cost fallacy stuff and uh maybe if push comes to shove and i don't have enough starting players then grab someone like a double game make option like i mentioned just now decorey or something like that right yeah so yeah i mean well which decorey Everton Ducore? Everton Ducore. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have the other two. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you did it on the pod. I remember. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it, it's things to kind of just be mindful of and, yeah, just keep track of during this blank slash double game week. Anyways, um, I think we've rambled on quite enough. Uh, what we'll do now is take our halftime pints and then we'll be back with questions and picks. So, we'll see you in a bit. Sounds good. And we are back. All right. So we've got a couple of questions from Twitter to jump through. Uh, do you want to ask or do you want to answer? Maybe I'll ask you the first one and then we'll kind of rotate after. All right. Sounds good. Um. So this question is from no one. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> At Shirag Verma. Um. Want to know if Fofana Chelsea is a hold. Also discuss if Callum Wilson's place is under threat. Will Neto ever make it like we think he will? So, um, I'm pretty sure I know which Fofana he's asking about, but just attacking po- Fofana. Yeah, I know, but there's still two Fofanas. <laughs> I know, I know, there's still two Fofanas, right? Team of Fofanas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fofana Bonana. What was it? How does the song go? <laughs> I don't know. That's the tune. And it just ends in that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Wesley Fofana got 45 minutes versus Southampton. So he's fit, right? I mean, I know he's probably asking about Datro, but I do kind of want to touch on Wesley Fofana. If If you have Wesley Fofana, I mean, it's not a bad stash possibly moving forward. Who knows? Like, I still think Baddy is nailed for sure. Maybe Thiago Silva is the one that gets rotated, or we go into a back three sort of situation. Because Wesley Fofana is too good to not be playing as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, to touch on Datro, David Datro Fofana, like, I know he's not played 90 minutes. He's not, you know, he got yanked off at halftime or whatever, but it's hard to ignore the, the output, right? In 14 minutes, 4 points. In 45 minutes, 8.5 points. Just pure ghosties as well, right? And altogether, 2 key passes, 2 shots on target, um, 5 successful dribbles. Like, I, I, get, I get that, you know, you'd be a little hesitant to drop. You'd also be frustrated that you want to drop. Um, it's, a, it's a weird situation. A really weird situation. It depends on what your mm-hmm. waiver pool is like. Like, if you've got better options like, I don't know, Solanke versus Fofana. You're probably going to go Solanke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the nailed-on aspect versus the rotational aspect is too big there. Yeah, exactly. Um, What about, like... Uh, I don't know what... Actually, it, this is probably a good thing to look up. What um Antonio's points have been recently. Um, Let me see if I can pull that up right now. Uh, So, Antonio's points recently. He's gotten... uh. Like, okay, let's look at the last three games. Uh, 80 minutes versus Newcastle, 1.5 points. Uh, 66 minutes, 4 points. 71 minutes, 0.5 points. So, yeah. I, I mean, do you would you rather have Antonio or would you rather have Fofana? I'd rather have Fofana. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So I don't care if Antonio's starting. 
But I also know that like Antonio's spot is very easily replaceable because they've got at least two or three players that can kind of jump into that yeah. that that nine spot, right? With yeah. Danny Ings and Skamaka. Yeah, Skamaka. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is dependent upon team structure, what's in your waiver pool, that sort of stuff. I mean, Shirag, if if you can, you know, message us a list of players that you're considering, that sort of stuff, and we can kind of have a discussion compared to Datro, then yeah, I think that's going to be easier to assess. But I, 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 and it's not even Chelsea bias. It's hard to ignore the numbers when you see it, you know, like in front of you like that. So yeah, and I think it's one of those things where yeah, there will be that rotational risk, but like you kind of keep the player. Especially kind of when he starts putting up numbers, like yeah. why would you want to drop that? Especially if you have are able to have a deep bench, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he's not going to be your number one, number two forward. Agreed. He's probably going to be your number three forward. Yeah. So I think you can hold him if you if you can afford to stash. I'd say stash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Callum Wilson's place under threat. I think that's up, uh, dependent upon Callum Wilson's injuries. <laughs> like yes, I feel like if he's fit, he starts. Um, maybe he's not being rushed Does back. He? That sort of. Th- uh, I don't know. They got depth now, so who knows, right? Yeah. Like, well, right now the other two, the other option is Isaac, Isaac, right? Yeah. Isaac, Isaac, yeah? Isaac, right? Yeah. That Swedish guy. Yeah. Yeah, and Isaac was their marquee signing this window. Yeah. And um, right. I mean, when they played Callum and Isaac together, they didn't really have options depth out wide. ASM was injured. Go- Anthony Gordon wasn't there yet. But now mm-hmm. they do, so they can play different systems, that sort of stuff, right? So, I mean, if you're a Callum Wilson owner, would you hold? Would you drop? Would you trade? Like, what? what's your priority level there? I would hold, knowing that, like, he has given you a really good season so far when he has been fit. Yeah. And the idea is to just hopefully make sure that he's there for that, you know, I don't think they're challenging for the title. Mm. I think they're challenging for that fourth spot. And there's maybe two other teams that are kind of challenging with Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So you are kind of hoping that he can, he's able to be there as you push for that last Champions League spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a goal scorer, right? He's got one of the best, um, what, goal goals per minutes ratios? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I, um, so. I mean, his... his, his Track record in, in fan trucks hasn't been marvelous, right? Um, four points in 25 minutes, 14 uh, in 90 minutes, but that was including a goal. Then negative 0.5, 15 with an assist, negative 1, negative, point, uh, negative 2.5, uh, 0.5. So I get the frustration as well if you're an owner, but he has the ability to get attacking returns. And I feel like Newcastle are a better attacking side with him in the team. Like they've been lacking goals in that team. And he's a goal exactly. scorer. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um, will Neto ever make it like you think he will? You know, I'm going to do the same thing with... Um, I did Fofana, right? <laughs> How many Netos do you think are in the league right now? Three. Who's the third one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't too. And I was like, the like, are you asking because... Like, there is a third one, or is it too obvious? Because there's two. Yeah, there's only right? two. Yeah, so. yeah, I was just trying to trip you up. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we talked about Neto, the goalkeeper from Bournemouth, uh, as a possible grab moving forward. Um, but Pedro Neto, I mean, I got him in for two fab recently. Um, 
I saw like a tweet or something like Lopetegui saying how you know he's going to be a very important f- player for us moving forward, that sort of stuff. I mean, he is a bit of well, take, like take all managers that, say that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that with like huge grains of salt, right? Yeah, yeah like they yeah. say that to kind of not upset the players behind yeah, the scenes, true, right? True. We've played FIFA manager mode enough to know what the <laughs> press conferences are supposed to be like. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very right. But I mean, Pe- Pedro Neto is a bit of a proven asset, isn't he? And he is. He is. I I I don't doubt. But I think he started off fairly. He didn't start off as great as we would have liked. Maybe I think at the first game he had a pretty decent game, but after that he dropped off and then he got injured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And what he he had a big injury a couple of seasons ago too, right? Yeah. So, like, cut your losses, sort of scenario. But I yeah. feel like you still want to give him that opportunity, and I know you have him, and mm-hmm. I think he still might be worth it. But like, just know that like the longer you keep him, the longer you are giving up possible points yeah. that could come up in place of him. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think. Yeah, you're you're right there. Like, uh, if he comes good, he starts. You would, I mean, if you see him starting in the lineup and he's in your waiver pool, you're gonna grab him, aren't you? You're gonna take a punt yeah, if yeah, you can. Yeah. If you yeah. need a spot as well to fill in, like you're gonna take that punt. I think he might not get like ninety minutes in the first game back or whatever. Maybe like sixty, let's say. But I think it's mm-hmm. worth a punt, especially in a team that is lacking goals as well. And he he is a kind of a goal scorer as well. So. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you so much, Shirag, for your question. We'll move on to our next thank question. You. And I'll ask you this one, right? Um, so this one is from Julio Jaramillo. I hope I did not butcher that. I assumed, I don't know, that I was pronouncing it right. But his handle is at jmoneytaco. That's a brilliant handle, by the way. Um, but okay. his question is, what could you reasonably get for Haaland? Okay. I'm looking for this, but I don't see... Where do you think Holland is in the last 30 days in terms of points? Where, like, where do you think he's ranking? Uh, where do I think he's ranking? Um, I want to say maybe around the 60th position. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? And that's what I'm trying to look at. Yeah, he is ranked. What number is this? I am on page four. So, 61, 62, 63, 4, 5, 6, 7. 67. Hey! That's a good guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good guess. Last 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And we can guess who's number one and two. Number one and number two. Last 30 days? I can't guess that. Um, Wait. Really? Rashford I- and Bruno. Yeah. Rashford and Bruno. Well, it's Bruno and Rashford, okay, right? Yeah, but yeah. yeah like yeah. Those, Right? <laughs> so... I think everyone, and I'm not saying, I'm not kind of, like, like Holland will come through with his goals. Yeah. Holland, we said it, like, you know, Holland doesn't need five shots to score one goal. Holland needs three shots to score three goals. Yeah. That's that's kind of what his thing, right? Yeah. Like, yes, there will be those off games, and he maybe he doesn't put up those points, but he will make up with it through his frequency of scoring goals. Right? That's, that's Holland's kind of beauty and his perfection bringing into this game right that you have to kind of like work through it right he's only had one minor injury so far and that's something that we kind of talked about at the start of the season was that like you know he doesn't have that great of an injury record every season he's been out for at least multiple games right but he's still the second highest number of points but if you were looking to get him trade 
I am like all in on Bruno. I am like all in on Rashford. Yeah, but They're, the Bruno owner and Rashford owner are not gonna give you. Yeah, no, no, not gonna give you up, right? Yeah. So like, like what, like I, but I feel like what else would you want right now, right? You would want one of those. Either you want one of those United players, or you want like you know, because here's the like the last thirty days, and again, this is just last thirty days. Obviously, it's not like a huge kind of like you know throughout the span of the season, right? It's Bruno with eighty-seven points, Rashford with eighty-two points. Um, how many games played is that? Um, it doesn't say on this. Uh, four games says, played each. Yeah, four games played each. Bukayo Saka sixty-eight points, right? So a bit of a drop. Luke Shaw is fourth. Right, yeah, yeah. with sixty three point five games, and like, like you know, and then you have like Rodri, Kalechi, KDB, Ollie Watkins, Solly March, right? Like, so obviously you're not gonna try to get in, like you know, knowing that like Rodri's points are definitely a bit inflated, Kalechi's points are also fairly inflated too, right? So like, if you're gonna give up the second highest number of points overall, you'd want one of the top three players, mm. right? Yeah, Saka. Rashford and Fernandez, right? But I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as a one-to-one. I think you just kind of have to kind of wrap it up in a deal where you kind of give up like a defender for like, you know, for like another kind of like, you know, offset it that way. Mm. But knowing that like, you know, what are you looking for? It has to be one of these three players. Mm. Maybe add KDB into it. And like, that would about it. Like, I don't even want to, like, go further down. I don't even think the Trippier owner is going to trade Trippier. I think that's unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, even though he's yeah. not on this list at the moment, mm. at the same time, I don't think that's, like, reasonable by the Trippier owner. So, like, for me, it's Bruno Fernandez or Marcus Rashford or Bukayo Saka. But you have to do, like, a 2-2. to Yeah. Like, the thing is, it depends on how managers do trades in your leagues as well, right? Do they look at, oh, I, you know, I drafted him in the first round, so he's still a first-round value pick? Or do you look at, like, form? You know, he's putting up the points, and I want someone of similar point value. Because we've seen both ends um in our league as well right like kyle is very much like yeah. uh okay i look at the points i don't look when they're drafted that doesn't dictate their value right whereas you know maybe managers like kareem would look at you know the round that it got drafted and this is where you know the players should be etc um yeah. and listen don't get me wrong holland is very goal dependent and we kind of did predict that at the start of the season right we obviously didn't mm-hmm. predict him to score hat tricks like every other game right but when that yeah. dries up the points dry up, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, th- that's the thing. Like, would you do, like, a Holland for Trent trade? I, was, I wasn't I was going to talk about Liverpool players because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... No. I would keep Holland. Really? If, rewind in August, mm. knowing I had the first pick in one of my drafts, and I had the opportunity to draft Salah or Holland. Holland, I would go for uh, Holland. That's yeah. an easy pick for me. I don't think, no, not even considering his form, um, I would then kind of go back and I would be like, you know, um, like you know, even just like Salah doesn't make the top five. This scenario, regardless if he went top three in most drafts, he doesn't make the top five at the moment. Maybe mm-hmm. he does makes makes a late first round with his form at the moment. He still li- plays lights out. He's still contributing goals in the last few games, but still, like, there's still definitely a huge drop in what his numbers were last year. 
What about Holland for Harry Kane? It's a tricky one. Holland, uh, Harry Kane is third or second in the goal scored this season, right? I think he has 17 yep. goals. Should be. It's a tricky one. Because, like, Holland, what what Kane brings to the team is Kane is, if he's fit, he's always starting. Mm-hmm. And he's 90 minutes. Ni- yeah. And 90 minutes, like, no doubt. He's captain, right? bro. Like, <laughs> he's ca- well, well, he's captain at the moment. Loris yeah. is captain, right? Oh, true, but true, true. Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? True, true. So, but, but regardless, I think that, like, you know, you know, he is the poster child for the English national team, right? And that goes a long way in your club, too. Mm. Like, so he's starting. He has an incredible chemistry, even though they're not really firing, but an incredible chemistry with Kulisevsky, with uh, Hong Min-san. His ability to distribute from deep is also significant and like kind of gets points from there as well. So, I would... If I was offering Holland for Harry Kane, I might pull the trigger on that trade. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you a few more names before we move on from this one. Um, Ivan Tony or Holland? Holland. Uh, James Ward Prowse or Holland? Holland. Mo Salah or Holland? Like I said, Holland. <laughs> uh, let me give you one more. Uh, Darwin Nunez or Holland? Because Darwin Nunez is not called dependent. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Even he'll have the most horrible game, yeah. but still put up 10, 12 points yeah. because, like you know, like yeah. he'll he's creating chances, he's yeah. like winning the ball back and yeah. all these things, right? And that's the balance he would go for. Yeah, he's picked up a lot of form recently. Yeah, like I think. Yeah, if we kind of pull up his numbers, he's not in the top twenty list actually. I think the earliest Liverpool player is uh Trent. I think. Yeah, but I mean, uh, uh, Darwin's numbers like last four games. If you want to look at it. Uh, so last game, one goal, thirteen points in fifty-eight minutes. Um, one assist, fifteen points. No attacking returns, seven points in ninety minutes. Uh, no attacking returns uh, against Chelsea, twenty-six minutes played, seven points. Right. So, yeah. I think he's scoring better points. But the thing is, it's like you're saying, right? What if you know you're offering? Okay, the man, the other manager. Okay, I've got Holland. Give me two players, right? Maybe you take mm-hmm. a a Darwin Nunez and a shitty defender or something like that. You might be able to get yeah. something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, and then like I think I think that does offset the value, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the only way that that those players are being exchanged. Yeah. Right. There's only three other players, four other players. Yeah. Five other players. That's mm-hmm. a one-to-one trade. Yeah. Right. You got too many forwards. You need a mid. Yeah. You have to give up a premier midfielder or premier forward to get a premier midfielder. Yeah. Then you go for the likes of Saka, Bruno, or KDB. Yeah. See, see, the thing is, like, I would do, like, a James Ward-Prowse for Holland trade because recently, even the new window, we had a couple of attacking assets that kind of popped up, like Uatara, right? I mean, no, I know he's not a goal-scoring machine like Holland, but there are other forwards that will get you ghost points here and there, right? Holland is going to give you, like, maybe two points or 30 points, like, but you're not going to get yeah. those 30 points all the time now. Like, I feel like it's kind of evened out now. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. But but I think I think what we are missing is the frequency at which Holland is scoring goals, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I'm going back to players like when either two or thirty 
the likes of Romelu Lukaku, mm. the likes of give me give me a couple other names, but there are a few other players that were like uh, hit or miss. Right, Cristiano Vardy? Ronaldo, Vardy, yeah. like you know, two points or thirty points, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the only thing that Holland has over all these players is the frequency at which Holland is scoring goals and the fact that he plays for one of the best teams in the world. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Has one of the most incredible kind of like support team in terms of like assisting and everything yeah with bernardo silva with jack Grealish, with kevin de bruyne obviously yeah, yeah. uh with ilkay gundogan yeah. right with yeah. riyad Mahrez. Yeah. all these things are in place yeah so yeah 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 and uh, you mean you watch the games play and stuff like i would say holland owners were very unlucky not to get an attack and return the last game right so yeah Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I, I mean, hopefully that gives you food for thought. Um, I mean, again, Julio, if you've got like possible transfers or, or trades or whatever that you're considering with Holland, um, mention it to us, you know, maybe we can help you structure a deal Um, and, you know, it'll help you for the rest of your season. But thank you so much for your question. I think now what we'll do is move into our final segment, which is the FA slash waiver picks. Uh, Ross, do you want home or do you want away? Hmm, I don't know. Because Liverpool are both away and home. I know that's the first thing yeah. you're probably going to look at. <laughs> yeah, that's what I looked at. But Chelsea has one game and they're away. Yeah, I can I'll do away then if home. you want. Yeah, I'll take home. Okay. All right. So why don't you kick things off with Fulham versus Wolves? Yeah, Fulham versus Wolves. Uh, Reem, 31%. And Diop. 10%. I think no, considering all things, Fulham do have a fairly solid back line, even though they're missing goals up front and everything. They have, like, you know, they do kind of consistently play their strongest back four. Mm. So knowing that, like, these players are putting up decent points. Yeah, and and, and I'm going to want to mention, like, you know, their form tables as well at the same time, right? Um, If you look at, like, um, last four matches, uh, Fulham have scored three but only conceded once. Um, And Wolves, uh, they would have scored five, conceded five. But if you want to look at, like, home versus away form, so, like, home form, Fulham are sitting fifth, uh, scored six, conceded three. Whereas away form, uh, Wolves would be seventh in their table, having scored five, conceded six. It wouldn't surprise me if this game ended like nil-nil, especially if Mitrovic is a doubt or injured and stuff like that, and Wolves aren't scoring freely. So I think the defensive shouts are worth it, maybe. Yeah. Right? But it's also one of yeah. those weird fixtures where it's the first game of the game week. You know, if if your players shut the bed, you're like your mood is kind of ruined for like the rest of the game week. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So. So, but in a in a week where there's blanks and stuff like that, it's maybe not a bad option either. Um, but for Wolves, there's like a long list of players that I kind of wanted to touch on, right? Um, there's a couple of players that I have like asterisks on, like Adama Traore, forty nine percent owned, Moutinho, twenty nine percent owned, Cunha, eighteen percent owned. I'm a little mm-hmm. concerned about them getting ninety minutes in both games of their double game week, right? Yeah, I I. You're right. But I think a player like Adama Traore, even if he doesn't start both games, you plug he's him been in. putting numbers. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. been putting numbers off the bench, yeah, right? exactly. Like, even with, like, okay, like the janky goal against Southampton, yeah. or, like, you know, yeah. with, like, the uh, own goal and stuff, he's still, like, 
got the assist. He was still in that position to kind of do that against Liverpool as well. I think he had the assist for Neves' goal, right? Mm, I think um, so. Came off the bench. Came off the bench as well. I know so. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Adama Traoré's points recently um, was uh, in 76 minutes, he scored 15 points. Uh, did that include the... There was no attacking returns in that. Um, 45 minutes, he got an assist, 11 points. Um, against Liverpool, yes, he played 47 minutes, got the assist, 13.5 points. So, yeah, he recently has been putting up the numbers. So, in a double game week... Even if he's on the bench, start him then. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Right? I think so. And probably the same then for Moutinho and Cunha. Because these are... I mean, we saw Cunha in our data dump. Moutinho has the ability to ghost out of his mind as well. Like, I think definitely these are worth punts. What about uh, Kilman, 47% owned. Nunez, 35% owned. Dawson, 28% owned. Osrabia, 25% owned. You're still starting these guys in the double game week? I think, I think for Kilman... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Fulham game is a nil-nil, knowing Mitrovic is probably still out. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, possibly still out, right? So that is a nil-nil, right? So that's a potential clean sheet over there. And then, like, you know, they're playing Liverpool again. Yes, they're away, but there's definitely some, like, confidence you have coming into this game, knowing you thrashed them in the reverse fixture, right? So, yeah, so you'd still start them, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think Kilman for sure. Uh, Nunez and Sarabia, possibly. I think with Sarabia on set pieces, I think it definitely kind of increases his stock. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the, the, the players that I mentioned in the latter part of Wolves is like these guys are 90 minute players as well. So you're most likely going to get like 140 to 180 minutes, right? And you're going to take those minutes, yeah. I think. So. Um, okay, next game, Everton versus Aston Villa. So, at Everton, we have Mikolenko, who's 45% owned. Ijisaganage, who's 9% owned. Andre Onana, 31% owned. Abdullah Dikore, 6%. And uh, Seamus Coleman, 6%. I think with the double game week, they're going up against Aston Villa. And they're going up against Arsenal, right? Yeah. Home against Villa, away against Arsenal. They beat Arsenal in the reverse fixture just a few game weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Again, one of those things that give you gives you confidence. You know you've got their ear in this scenario, right? Um, there's just that bit of a mental fortitude that kind of comes with that, right? Mm. Even though this fixture is away. And in all honesty, like I'm still I'm still like with considering like Arsenal's ability to quote unquote choke. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah like you know there yeah. is a bit of like mental strength that arsenal do have to show yeah yes they showed it against who they go up recently that they won again went down aston like villa? one aston villa right yeah. yeah so they went but then like they came back but i think it's a bit of a different here knowing that like everton just beat arsenal two weeks ago three weeks ago whatever yeah. that was how, how would you prioritize these picks though like would you go midfield or defense first given the fixtures yeah. I'd go defense first. I'd go your fullbacks with Mikulenko and Seamus Coleman. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go Ducore because Ducore is not playing in like, he's ma- playing a bit more like 10 Box to box. Like he's getting box, yeah. in a- attacking positions. Exactly, yeah. right? And then I'd go Andre Onana and then Jisaganage. Yeah, I think I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, uh, Aston Villa, there's only one asset, McGinn, 46% owned. Um, I think, like, sure, McGinn is an option, but it, there's not, uh, you know, a chance that he's nailed for sure. So if you can maybe get one of the Everton midfielders, I'd probably lean that way more than McGinn, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's an option. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, next game, Leeds versus Southampton. I don't know what to expect yep. from Leeds. With- I think that's why we have the asterisks on their names, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we have Somerville, 40%, Luke Ayling, 32%, and Wobber, 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 11%. Wobber, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just thought of a really bad joke, but I'm not going to no, say it. No, please tell it. Please tell it. How does um, someone with a lisp uh, say uh, Andrew Robertson? Oh my god, now it sounds like a terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I say, say Wobba. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just wow. Move on. let's let's just discuss the picks. <laughs> yeah, see I told you. I told you. Like I just think of these random stupid jokes and you asked me to share it and I did. And you're like, oh my god, why'd you share that with me? Oh, uh, instant regret. But, <laughs> instant regret, right? Um so Somerville. Like, I think Luke Ayling is pretty nailed on regardless of manager change. Hmm. Like, we want to say new manager bounce, obviously. We want to say those, like, you know, there's always chop and change. There's always rotation. But Luke Ayling's been decent for Leeds regardless yeah. of how shitty they were playing. Yeah. Um, I think it is, if anything changes, it is that front three, right? It is that, are you going to continue playing Patrick Bamford or are you going to... Like, you know, are you going to bring in Sinistera? Are you going to bring in Somerville? Are you going to play bring in Gonanto? We know, excuse me, we know Rodrigo's injured, right? Mm. But there's still enough kind of rotation there. So I think Somerville's probably got the biggest asterisks out of all of them, mm-hmm. right? I also forgot you have Aronson, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Prodigal child from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's hard It's hard right? to predict who... And it's weird. This is like a massive six-pointer as well. It's like Southampton also recently went through a change, right? Like Ruben mm-hmm. Sellers or whatever, the caretaker, I guess, Um, he's possibly tipped to maybe take the job over. He got his first win against us as well. Like, I don't know what to expect from Leeds or to expect from Southampton, right? Um, I mean, I know for Southampton, we tipped two players, Suleimana and Onuachu, who are both good ghost options, right? Um, I think sub-20% players. But, yeah, I, I mean, are, are you... I don't know. Are, are you going to go with the Leeds assets or the Southampton assets? Like, are you banking on home team? Or are you banking on... I, I don't know. What is... What is <laughs> can you bank on? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would bank on home team. Yeah. I would bank on, like, like uh what is it ellen road ellen road is still kind of like a fortress like a bit of a like kind fortress is maybe kind <laughs> a, of pushing a, a, a it, noisy but like, a noisy place <laughs> yeah a noisy place right like that's still a noisy place so you know there is that you know chelsea maybe got unlucky on that new manager bounce right but then they do have to come down because mm. you know there's a reason why uh hassan Hudel wasn't able to kind of get the best out of this team yeah right and both teams are kind of on that high with like we have a new we might have a new manager, we might have a new team. Yeah. Like let's see what's the best we can do to kind of like prove ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a tough one to call. I feel like this can also easily be a nil nil. Like both teams aren't really free flowing scoring. 
I mean, Leeds should be. I feel like they create a lot. They shoot a lot, yeah. but wasteful. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next game, Leicester versus Arsenal. Yep. So, at Leicester, Tete, 48%. Christensen, 11%. Sutar, 9%. We have big, big asterisks on their name. But with regards to kind of like, they're going up against league or not league leaders, but yeah, league leaders. Can... Are they le- league leaders? I thought City took over. No, Arsenal four points ahead, aren't they? Yeah, but then that was before the Man City game. No, did no. I miss something? Um, like Arsenal are two points ahead with a game two and points hand. ahead. Yeah. Okay. League okay. leaders. Well, put put some respect on that name. <laughs> Yeah. So no, I think what it was was that like when Man City beat them, they oh kind yeah, of went they were ahead, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Then, but then Man City yeah. drew and Arsenal won, right? Yeah, so. Arsenal won. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it. That's what it was. So you're right. Um. Yes, like I think against league leaders in Arsenal, but Leicester are home, right? Leicester uh, have a bit more of a st- like. Yes, James Madison has a red flag, but it's mm. not a broken red flag. Is a solid red flag, so it might just be a late injury test. Um, fitness test, sorry, not injury test. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they did play really well against United. I will say they played Agreed. really well against United, yeah. and they ju- they were just really wasteful with their chances. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Arsenal, there's no one you're going to get. I feel like all the good assets are um, over 50%. So, I mean, quickly, like, uh, home form. So, last four home um, matches... Uh, Leicester sit 14th, uh, scored six, conceded seven. Uh, last four away matches, Arsenal are first in that table, having scored 10 and conceded five. So that's why we had the asterisks on Christiansen and Sutar, right? Like, I think Leicester can probably score, but I feel like Arsenal can just score more in that sense, right? That's why Tete, 48% owned. I love that shout, which I'm really shocked he's under 50, actually. Yeah. I right. think people saw that the game before. The one-pointer. Yeah. One-pointer, and they were like, nah, screw this. Yeah. I'm out of this, right? So And we I talked about that Ma- as well. Yeah. yeah. Have a yeah. little patience, man. Like, <laughs> it's it's yeah. hilarious because you take that 17.5, add the one, divide it by two, and you kind of get close to, like, the eight or whatever, right? Quick maths. But it Quick evens maths, out. yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I, I think it's he's still with a, a grab, right? So... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. West Ham versus Nottingham Forest is our next game. Yeah. So at West Ham, you have Emerson twenty one percent, Agard four percent, and Carrer two percent. All three defenders. Um. But Emerson being kind of the pick of the lot with like his ability to get up and like you know contribute to attacking play. I think yeah. he already has like a goal contribution in, against like, us. at least one or two yeah, against y'all. <laughs> against Chelsea so yeah you know against former teams those things kind of go around and I think you mentioned it last or kind of a couple games weeks ago is that not Forest away versus not Forest home are two very different teams yeah very much so um Nottingham Forest lost four home games they six sixth they sit sixth in the table having scored five conceded two um but they're away from they sit 13th having scored two conceded six yeah. Right. I mean, West Ham aren't like a big goal scoring team, but I feel like West Ham badly need a win. Badly, badly mm-hmm. need a win, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, they're in the bottom three, the 18th at the moment. 
So they need to win. Mm-hmm. They need to win. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think yeah, I like that Emerson shout and whatnot. Um, I mean for North Forest, like the shouts would be Navas twenty eight percent owned if you need a goalkeeper. Neko forty seven percent owned because I think Aurier is um. He's out. injured. He's yeah, injured, Aurier right. called it himself. Yeah, yeah, he called it himself. So I think that's a great punt. Maybe defensive option if you need one. He's probably going to be nailed. Um, but they've got like a million players as well. So who knows? Um, but Felipe four percent owned. I think is one that's definitely flying under the radar. Um, that is yeah. worth a grab because if West Ham aren't going to score too many, he could rack up a lot of good defensive ghosties. So mm-hmm. right, exactly. All right. Uh, next game: Bournemouth versus Man City. Bournemouth versus Man City. Uh, so we have Utara. It's forty nine percent owned. Hamad Hamid Traore thirty four percent owned, and Neto eight percent owned. With Utara and Hamid, I think we kind of talked about that home away, right, for Man City, and they are definitely susceptible susceptible to conceding a goal, mm. right? And it might be one of these kind of players kind of coming through. On the flip side of it, though, with Neto, you know. They will still create chances and they will still kind of do that, right? With Neto kind of, you know, being the facing the brunt of those shots and everything, right? Um, if Burnmouth set up with like a fairly low block, then it makes it easier for players like Neto to just like kind of like save from distant shots yeah. and like set pieces. And I think we also play with things like high claim saves and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. those also kind of give you some points too. Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head, right? Um, home form versus away form. Man City would sit first in the home form table. Away form table, Man City are eleventh. Yeah, right. So, like I said, man, Neto, if you need a goalkeeper, us, right? Just <laughs> <laughs> just eyeing you up, you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting. This. I'm just waiting for that notification to pop on my phone. This player has been dropped. <laughs> I'm on Uber Eats right now. <laughs> what you ordering, fam? What you ordering? Uh, fried chicken. Oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Man City, Akanji, thirty-nine percent owned. Rico Lewis, twenty-seven percent owned. Uh, I mean, we we talked about Man City defenders, right? It's boom or bust in terms of clean sheet to get points, right? Um, yep. I mean, it's not like Bournemouth score a lot of goals either. Um. But you'd want to back the home home team and Man City been conceding on the road. Like even Champions League on the road, they conceded in that game, right? This is uh, RB Leipzig. I'm not saying yep. Bournemouth is RB Leipzig levels, but I think they can concede. So I, I'd yeah, lean I towards getting a Felipe over an Akanji, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next game, Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Yep. So at Crystal Palace, we have... Anderson, 48%, and Guaita, 27%. Guaita is maybe kind of a hit and miss, but with yeah. Anderson, we kind of talked about in our data dump, right? Yeah. Just defensive points. Yeah. And with, like, Liverpool, who would be a team that would keep a lot of, like, possession and would ideally, like, you know, press up against Crystal Palace a lot, that means a lot more work for players like Anderson to do, right? Whether that's crosses coming into the box, whether that's clearances whether that's block shots, whatever you name it, right? And Anderson would be kind of like your main point to kind of for all three of those things. So, so Liverpool, um, in the notes, I have it up right now. Question I, mark, I have it up question right mark, now. question yeah, mark. I'm really know, not sure who to suggest. Like, can you help us out here? I think I would definitely suggest for the double game, considering it's a double game, yeah. right? I would 
definitely can uh, suggest Bajetic. Yeah. Right? He's definitely shown that, like, if there's any player you're not dropping at this point, it is him. Okay. The tricky part is, is that he's a defender. Yeah. Right? The tricky part is, is that he's listed as a defender on Fantrax, yeah. even though he plays a midfielder, right? Yeah. So even if you expect maybe one clean sheet, that does kind of give you six points in that moment. Mm. Crystal Palace aren't fairly, like, you know, attacking-oriented at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there is a possibility, even though it is away, but, you know, that's what we said against Wolves, and they conceded two goals in the first ten minutes. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, Take those things with, like, lots of grains of salt, right? Um, Konate is back and is training. So, even though there's a solid red flag, Mm -hmm. he is back in full team training. Mm -hmm. So, he might see a game here and there. Mm -hmm. Konate is 40% owned. The other player would be Joe Gomez, who is uh, 38% owned. The the twerking blood. Yeah, yeah. You know, as one of our people, someone in our... He's not... It's like, you know, Joe Mess. Yeah. For all the mess that he could. <laughs> so. so I saw this interesting move in our league. Uh, Matip got dropped. Would you, would you be dropping Matip or would you be starting him in this double gaming? I, I noticed that, right? Like, and like he's he is fit. He is mm. on the bench. Mm. But I don't know how he's not, like, you know, with how Joe Gomez has been playing. I don't know how he hasn't been able to kind of do that. So exactly. if you've acknowledged if and this is where the personal accountability pieces of Klopp kind of comes through yeah. is that if you've acknowledged that Joe Gomez isn't necessarily the best defender right now to pair up with Virgil van Dijk mm. you have a fit Joe Matip yeah would you take that risk right would you make that it's not even a risk would you take that like like change like the risk is that like it's it can't get any worse than like you know, <laughs> yeah. going up to nil yeah and like conceding five goals even though it's against like you know current european champions versus crystal palace and wolves but like it can't go any go any worse than that right yeah so <clears throat> yeah yeah okay i i like those shouts i like those shouts i think it's especially because it's double game week like you said it's you have to take the punt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay next game spurs versus chelsea yep so at spurs danjuma 14 percent um, he's yet to start a game, but he's come off the bench a couple, couple of times. Yeah. And what we have seen is some rotation in that front three. Yeah. Sun seems to be type of a player who's best off the bench this season so yeah. far. Yeah. I think like I think all of his he has more goals coming off the bench than he has like starting or something. Like I, I saw that. that somewhere. Yeah. I believe but that. But I like like did go look that up. But like yeah. Uh, like confirm that but like i did read that somewhere but regardless i think what the point is is that he's been playing a lot better off the bench Mm -hmm. so maybe conte might kind of continue that well conte's not even in the country yeah he's still in italy because i think he had surgery or something exactly so yeah i mean i think that's one piece to it right yeah if you're a son owner maybe grab dan juno just to cover your your ass in that sense exactly yeah i mean chelsea man i don't even know um Madweke, 44% owned. Datro Fofana, 23% owned. Both players probably won't play 90 minutes, haven't played 90 minutes, but they're putting up good ghost points, and that's hard to ignore, yeah. right? Um, in a game week where assets are blanking, and let's say, you know, you've got maybe five, four or five starting players in your roster, you can't drop anyone else because, you know, you own Bruno, Rashford, Kieran Trippier, all of those these guys right if if you see Fofana is even on the bench or whatever and you say grab an asset what what have you got to lose if you especially even in a game week where you've accepted your loss like 
I don't know, maybe risk starting him? Uh, because we talked about this in our question yeah. segment as well, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think with with Chelsea, it's I think their players are getting points. And I think you're going back to that Tuchel era where you were just creating a lot of chances or you were just like skirting along the box and like, you know, there were some chances created with like wild shots or whatever, but those still give you points, right? Yeah. Young players have a lot to prove, especially with heavier price tags to Mm. be like, I need to show my worth in this team. My, like I was just bought, I need to show that like, you know, I'm better than the other guy that, that, that I'm going up against. Right. And young players have a lot more of that push and kind of do kind of, you know, that's how you kind of like separate from like the, the really good versus just the okay. So I think that's one thing part of it, but overall, like, I think it's just like, you know, there will be chopping and chasing at, at Chelsea and you pick them up and then you drop them back down the next game week. Right. Yeah. Does Chelsea have any blank game weeks coming up? Uh, no, because I think we are out of all the cups. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have nailed fixtures for the rest of the season. Maybe possible so blank in game week 32, but that's way too far ahead to, to be talking about. But I right think now. that's good. That's good news for Chelsea players when, Assets, yeah. you know, there are, yeah, when there are blanks and people are looking to kind of fill up their teams with minutes. Yeah. Chelsea would be one of the teams where you'd be like, well, I've already got Fofana. I've already got Maduke. Right? I've already got X, Y, Z, A, yeah. B, C. I don't yeah. know the list. <laughs> One, two, three. That are <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah, you know, that is choice, a good actually. thing for... Yeah. That's, that's a good really point good for, like, you know, players, a team that might not be blanking at all. Yeah, to fill a roster spot. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, finally we move into the double game week fixtures but i mean we've already talked about those assets rewind if you need to hear those assets again but in terms of the teams that are doubling arsenal everton liverpool wolves who are you prioritize or prior who are you grabbing who are you making a priority move right now um well we can't get Arsenal. i know arsenal yeah and liverpool assets would be limited right yeah so if i'm coming into this game week yeah i'm picking everton yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, yeah. they're going up against league leaders. Yes, yeah. they're going to go up against it. I still think like, there is a mental edge that you hold up against a team that you just beat. You know, if it was a team that you beat eight weeks ago versus a team that you beat two weeks ago, knowing how much Dice really, really kind of like hammers those points into mm. like his players, right? Ride or die, etc. I think Arsenal have uh, Everton have got it for uh, Arsenal still might end up winning, right? You know, they mm-hmm. are in a title race. They did go up against two one against Aston Villa and then came down and won four two, right? All those things are true. But I feel like if anything it might be like a two one. Okay. I mean, for the sake of argument, I'm gonna take the Wolves side, I think. Um I I just feel like I know Lopetegui has not been like a previous Prem manager or all that, but I think he can get more from an attacking perspective as well. Um, I mean, the f- the form, their form, like last four matches are very similar, right? Wolves sit in eighth, five goals scored, five goals conceded. Everton scored two, conceded four. So it, it's there's not a lot of difference there. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like w- Wolves just feel a bit better i don't know look a bit better here and there um yeah 
Yeah, I, I will. It's, it's a close one. I will give you. Yeah, I will give you this: is that there are a lot more attacking assets. Yes. To choose from from wolves than yeah. there are from Everton. So right? maybe that maybe take the wolves true. attackers, but the Everton defenders. Essentially, right? Yeah. Like that's how you make your full team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Handshake. And the Liverpool that. midfielders. <laughs> <And> the Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> who are actually defenders, but yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. So that's it. That's the pod. Uh, that's all we had planned. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. Any final thoughts before we sign off for us? As always, have fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. I mean, again, I, I just want to reiterate, um, because we have so many blanks, doubles, all that sort of stuff coming up, uh, if you're in the middle of your game week and you run waivers weird like we do, where you process waivers in the middle of the game week, if you're... If you've already lost or you've already won, like it's decided, maybe start making moves early for the next game week or the yeah. couple of game weeks that are, have the confirmed doubles, etc. Right? Um, it doesn't exactly. hurt. So just yeah, have a bit of forward thinking, that sort of stuff, at least up to like, uh, what game week twenty seven? International break. Yeah, I mean, look at international break as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just just be a bit tactical in terms of your moves that sort of way. Just keep keep an keep an eye on that those waiver pools. But yeah, other than that, like Ross said, have fun. Don't stress too much. Um life is bigger than just fantasy football. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh until next time, Ross. We'll yes. catch everyone on the next episode. So yep. peace. peace.